0: Weren't actually about real live people. I mean, I knew they weren't real. I understood that SpongeBob didn't actually live in a pineapple under the sea. I knew that there wasn't actually a city called Bikini Bottom at the bottom of the ocean. But in terms of understanding, I was still in a kind of murky in between. Even though I often drew the characters I loved to watch, and even though I sometimes invented my own, like the barking brothers, it still seemed like something totally magical was happening on the television. That's the only way I can really explain it. In terms of how my favorite cartoons actually made it onto the screen, I just hadn't given it any more thought than that. Now for some kids, the realization that Spongebob isn't an actual, walking, talking sponge with legs, the knowledge that there's someone behind the scenes drawing and animating and even voicing the character, might ruin some of that magic. But for me, this awakening made the cartoons I loved even more special. It meant that I could create those exciting adventures and unique imaginative worlds too. I'd had no idea that there were people out there who made cartoons for a living, but right then and there, I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. That's what I want to be, I said, although I can't remember if I actually said this out loud or if the thought just echoed in my head. One thing was for sure. I was going to become a professional animator. My creative journey could have ended right there, but I was lucky to have parents who encouraged me to pursue all my creative ideas, to run with my instincts 24-7. I've also always been something of a flip-flopper, someone who flits from one idea to the next rather quickly, but more on that in a bit. One afternoon, around the same time I was discovering my passion for animation, my dad called me into his office to see if I wanted to watch him take apart his computer. He's always doing stuff like this, by the way. My dad's a pretty tech-savvy guy and he usually prefers to fix things himself rather than take his electronics in to get service. Not too long ago, for example, he took his cell phone apart, too. On this particular afternoon, he wanted to blast the insides of his computer with a can of compressed air. By cleaning the parts, he was trying to get the thing to run a bit faster. Back then, as I mentioned, I was only about four years old. I didn't really know all that much about computers. I knew they were machines, that they were gadgets of sorts. I understood them mostly as something you could do work on. I think I might have even likened computers to robots. So I had no idea just how complex the innards of a computer were until my dad took off the cover of the CPU tower. And even though I didn't understand anything he was showing me, he pointed out the motherboard and various microchips. I thought what he was doing was really, really cool. It spawned an interest in, and eventually a love for, technology. I didn't yet realize the ways that my new love of tech would one day merge with my already established love of art, but it would. Around age 7 or 8, I discovered yet another interest, something else I wanted to learn more about. On occasion, I'd noticed my mother mending the hem of a shirt, or darning a sock. She didn't sew a lot, but I remember feeling sort of wowed nonetheless. I remember thinking, my mom is so awesome, she can make and fix literally anything. I wanted to make things too. Specifically, I wanted to try my hand at making my own stuffed animals. So I finally asked her to teach me. I was pleased to discover that the basics of sewing came pretty easily. Although, for some reason, I had a lot of trouble tying the knot in the string after threading the needle. But, shh, please don't tell anyone that. I must maintain my reputation as a sewing ninja. The first thing I created was a plush cat made out of pink and green fabric. I named her Watermelon. To be honest, She was anything but beautiful. You could see stuffing coming out of her seams. In fact, she was kind of a mess. But I was still proud, and I still have her. As I write this, Watermelon is...